There's a safe about one of the Rishonim, Yechuset uh, Tanoim v'Amaroim. Give uh, some history about Tanoim and Amaroim in the Gemara. He was the Rebbe of Rabbi Lozor of Germaiza, one of the Rishonim known as the Balar Okeach. There, when he talks about Bar Kapora, Bar Kapora was known, he was a Talmud of Rebbe, Rabbi Yudha Anasi. Um, he was a big Chacham, it says. And then the Sefer continues to say that it is mentioned in Agoda, that means some Medrash or Chachmaim that he had 12 wives. The Bar Kapora was married to 12 wives simultaneously. And then he says, they, these women, they uh, committed themselves to take care of his livelihood, so he wouldn't have to work. The reason was because they wanted to marry him so badly because of his great wisdom, his great chachma. That's what it says in that sefer. And many, many scholars have been wondering about this. Where is the source that Bar Kapora actually had so many wives? In fact, Reuven Margolius, one of the great authors, Goenim, this last generation, wrote many svarim on Bavli Yerushalmi. He says if he goes through a long list of references showing that the practice of polygamy was very, very rare in Talmudic times. And even in biblical times, it wasn't that common, so much so that when Elkanah, in the beginning of Sefer Shmuel Aleph, Elkanah, the, the father of uh, Shmuel Anavi, Elkanah married two wives, Hannah and Penina, the Medrash wants to know why did he marry two wives? Because it wasn't that common in those days. And especially in Gemara and Chazal, we don't find ever a Tana and Amira that was married to more than one wife. Here, there's a claim made by a Rishon, the Bar Kapora, Talmud of Rebbe, who was very close to Rebbe, used to ask Rebbe many questions, we see from different Chazal, that he, was, he had 12 wives. It's an astonishing um, claim to make. And especially that we don't find this anywhere in Midrashim, in Chazal, any mention of that. So Rabruv Margolius, this great scholar, came up with a very, very interesting um, detective work where he puts a few stories together in the Gemara and puts two and two together and shows exactly where the source is. There's a Yerushalmi, a story in Yerushalmi. There were um, <coughs> 13 brothers, each one married to a wife. And the 12, 12 of the brothers didn't have any children. The 12 brothers died. And their wives, their widows, became Yevamas. Right? According to Allah, there was one brother left. The 13th brother was alive. But the other 12 brothers left no children, which means they need either Chalitza or Yibum. Now, we don't do Yibum today because it says he needs special kavanah, lishmot, elshe mitzvah. Today we do chalitza, we're up to chalitza, but it says yibum is a special mitzvah. So when this man, the brother, the, the, the only surviving brother, uh, was asked by the widows that he should marry them, should be meyabim and do the mitzvah, he refused, he said, I can't do it. 
And the reason he gave is because it's too much money. I mean, to support 12 wives is quite a, an expensive enterprise. So these women went to Rebbe and complained to Rebbe that their brother-in-law doesn't want to marry them. It's a mitzvah. They want to marry, they want to marry him. He wants to give them chalitza, but not yibum. So Rebbe told him, why don't you want to do this? And he told them because it's too expensive. So Rebbe said, listen. No, so the woman said, each one of the women promised that they will bring in Parnassah for that for one month, which means between all the 12 women, 12 months will be covered. He won't have to support them. They'll bring in support for the family and for him too. So he said, what do we do on a leap year when there's a 13th month? So Rebbe said, when there's a leap year, I will cover the 13th month. And so he married them. He did Yibum, he did the mitzvah of Yibum. Rebbe, it says in the Yerushalmi Davind, that they should have children. Because as it says in the Chumash, in next week's parasha, that when you do Yibum, the purpose of Yibum is that you would um, give a chance to the deceased brother to build a family for him. So Rebbe Davind, and they all had children. Three years later, there was a leap year. So these 12 women went to Rebbe's house and they each had three children already by now. Three years later, they each had a child every year, which means there was a total of 36 kids from this Yibum uh, episode. And so they, they waited all outside Rebbe's house. A few of the women went inside and went over to Rebbe and then knocked on his door and Rebbe said, what do you need? What, 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 what questions do you have? And they said, look, look outside. This is the product of your encouragement that, that Bar Kapora should marry us. And look, Rebbe looked outside. He saw all the mothers with 36 children outside. So they told him, listen, this year is a leap year. We all did our part. We each, each one of us supported the family one month of the year. Now it's a leap year, we need a 13th month, we need somebody to cover that month. And the Rebbe gave it to them. Now in Yerushalmi, it doesn't say, it doesn't give the identity of the person who actually refused to be meyabim, to do yibum. And that in the end, he was meyabim. Says Rebruvim Margolius, but there is a Bavli in Yevamis that says that Bar Kapora used to say, that a person should try to stay away from Yibum and should lean more favorably to the Chalitza option. So in other words, if somebody has a brother who died without children and you have, the, the sister-in-law needs either Yibum or Chalitza, because Chalitza is when you release her, she can marry anybody she wants. But Or the other option is to marry her. So he said the person should lean more in the direction of Chalitza and not Yibum. So we know Bar Kapora said this. We also know that Bar Kapora was a frequent visitor in the house of Rabbi. So we really have three things. We have a man in Yerushalmi who refused to do Yibum, but then was convinced by Rabbi to do Yibum after he was promised that the woman will support uh, him and his family for 12 months. And when Rabbi added the 13th month on a leap year, 
he agreed and married them. We know the Bakapogas voiced an opinion in Bavli that it's better not to do Yibum. <clears throat> Another Gemara, which is interesting, the Gemara says in Brochus, the Bakapogas said to Rebbe, I saw in my dream that both my hands were cut off. And he wanted to know what that means in a dream. So he wanted the Rebbe to interpret his dream. And Rebbe told him, it means you wouldn't need to work with your hands. That you'll have parnasa without any, without even having to lift a finger. So now if you put it all together, you can see that this dream was fulfilled through these 12 sister-in-laws whose husbands died without children. And Bakapara ended up marrying them. And we understand why he refused at first, because Bakapara was of the opinion that it's better not to do Yibum. And so, maybe this is the source, says Rebruva Margolius, to the claim of one of the Rishenim, that Bakapora had 12 wives. We wondered, how can he have 12 wives? Nobody in the time of the Gemara had more than one wife. Suddenly here we have a Bakapora having 12 of them. But now we understand it was a story of Yibum, it was a mitzvah. But at first he didn't want, and then Rebbe told him to do it because the woman very much wanted to marry him because they felt that he was such a chacham, they wanted to be married to a chacham.